Hello and welcome to Things We Said Today, our weekly podcast about anything and everything to do with the Beatles as a group, as solo artists, past, present, future, if we can figure it out. I'm Alan Cozen, the author of The Beatles from the Cavern to the Rooftop and Got That Something, How the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Changed Everything and some other stuff. And I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Ken Michaels, who you know is the host of the syndicated Beatles radio show, Every Little Thing. Hello, Ken. Hey, Alan. How's it going? Not bad. And Steve Marinucci, the world's only full-time Beatles reporter, <laughs> whose work you can read in on Billboard.com and Axis, that's A-X-S dot com, and who is also the author of Meet a Monkey, Davy Jones. Hello, Steve. Hello, Alan. Hello, everyone. Okay, uh, and let's see. I'm up in Maine. Steve's out in... California. Ken is in Connecticut. And from the great state of Pennsylvania, we have Al Sussman, the executive editor of Beatle Fan Magazine and author of the book Changing Times, 101 Days That Shaped a Generation. Hey, Al, how's it going? Hey, Alan. Hello there, everybody. All right. And today we have as a special guest... Um, our, this is our, I guess, annual, at least the last few years, uh, visit with Mark Lapidos, uh, the creator, founder, director of Beatle Fest, whoops, <laughs> the Fest for Beatle Fans. You know, those of us of a certain age really still know it as Beatle Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it but, started out that way. We know that. Right. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Good to hear you all. And hey, Mark. See you, but uh, good to hear from you. And it's a pleasure being on your show. Welcome, so, Mark. And Mark is of- coming to us from Jersey. So we have, as Mark pointed out before we started, people from five of us from five states. And that is how many fewer than uh, people who've already signed to, up to come up to come to the fest, Mark? 22 fewer. We have p- people from 27 states already uh, signed up for okay. the fest, including Nevada, which just came in a few hours ago. Wow. Not bad. 27th one. Okay. And the New York Metro Beetle Fest runs from March 3rd That's to the Beatles 5th. That's the Beatles I can't get that out of my head. It's, You're good at writing. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't trip off the tongue quite as um, the New York Metro Fest for Beatles fans uh, runs from March 3rd to 5th. And uh, it's at. It's a brand new hotel. Brand new hotel on the Hudson. A first 21st century hotel, and it's called the Hyatt Regency Jersey City on the Hudson. (laughs) Actually, it's right on the Hudson, and it looks like a cruise ship, and it's (laughs) right across the Hudson River, and it's the best site on the planet to see One World Trade Center. It's right there, nothing in between it except water. And it's just breathtaking. Right. And in fact, the marketplace uh, is at that side of the building, and there's windows all around the building. So mm-hmm. you'll be in the marketplace, so you'll be able to see the Empire State Building, Statue of Liberty, World Trade Center. They'll give it a new, a new excitement. Hey, Mark, well, I, I have a little bit of history with Jersey City 
my aunt used to live there, so I spent some time there. What oh. part of where exactly are you in? Uh, where exactly it's, is the hotel? I'm just curious. It's two exchange place. It's a whole new downtown. I don't know when you would la- last time you were there. In um, the 60s. <laughs> uh, in the 90s, it, it, it was even the same. It's, I mean, it's in the last 10 years. It's a big renaissance going on down there. There's 60-story buildings, 70-story buildings. Okay. They, the PATH train goes right from the New York City World Trade Center directly to the hotel, right outside the door. Oh. And it's it's five minutes away. So it opened up. It's it's a whole new area, and it's it's burgeoning. We were there Saturday, right? We put, actually, putting up posters and and uh, cards and, and stores. And about four blocks in the hotel, there's a, a an area called Grove Street. Steve, does that sound familiar to you at all? No, my the where I used to hang out was Central Avenue. I don't know if that rings a, if that's even still there. Um, and, but this area is a nice. It's it's like almost like Greenwich Village. It's okay. nice. There's a there's one of the streets oh. that's that's permanently cordoned off. You can just there's there's tables mm. out there to sit outside. Not yesterday, of course, it was too cold, but there's not beautiful bars and nice restaurants there, and stores, and it's a it's a happening area. And mm-hmm. so many people now live in Jersey City. They commute to the city, and there are people who actually go to Jersey City from New York to, to get away from the buzz of Manhattan to to hit the. Uh, it's not. A, I wouldn't call it a suburb. It's still. It's the fastest growing city in the state, but it really? it's, it has a nice feeling, and you know, it's it's not our conception of what Jersey City used to be. It was it's, very, it's very much an urban city when I was there. Right. Um, I've known that. That's that's. What, I mean, that's what it's known as. But mm-hmm. that's a whole different area, and that's even having a renaissance. But yeah, I mean, that's part of the city. There's no question about it. But this area is all new buildings. It's all reconstructed. Plenty of parking lots and restaurants in the area. Just I'm probably I'm probably giving away my you know giving away all sorts of age and everything. Journal Square is another place I remember. My brother worked in, at Journal Square. Journal Square, okay. Right near there, yeah, but until he retired. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Al. Uh, matter of fact, on, on Saturday, I happened to be on on Facebook late in the afternoon. I get this prompt that you folks were, were live from the hotel and uh you know Michelle was doing was doing video uh and got to see uh what the hotel looks like at least the you know the lobby area and some of the other and and also what the what it looks like right outside the hotel oh, how how did it look to you it, oh it looked oh, it looked fabulous yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch it. I I was involved in it, but Michelle does. She does that so well. She just like that's another arm for her. She holds out that uh, selfie selfie stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just mm-hmm. knows how to do it. You know, she's professional at it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's a category for professional selfie stickers, but if there was, she'd be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the top. She's very good at that. Mm. She could take a picture of twenty of us and one at a table and get us all in there. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah. We, had a, we had a good time Saturday, and the response to the, all the, when we walked in the stores, oh wow, coming here, Jersey City, wow. So it's like they've never had such a, such a big Beatles event ever. So the, the, we've talked to the people that in the commerce department there, and uh, we're getting a lot of yo- local people involved. We're gonna have food trucks. You hear it for the first time, really. Here. We wow. haven't announced it yet. 
Which oh. We're going to announce it on Wednesday, but it's just set up. I don't know how many we'll have, probably about five. Three of them are definite already, but I'll, I'll make all that announcement later on. But right outside, the hotel is given an approval. The food trucks will be right there, give people plenty of choices, and it's going to add a lot of excitement to it. Wow. Uh-huh. Different yeah. varieties. I don't, you know, a lot, not everybody likes to sit and, and have hotel food all weekend. Right. And that's, right. You know, that's been kind of a problem with, well, the, the hotel in Chicago, uh, where there really is nothing within walking distance. Sure, there are. Capitol what, Grill, all, all those expensive restaurants across yeah, the Yeah, well, Morton, Morton Steakhouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every, like eight steakhouses within five feet of each other. Right. Oh. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and even you know even in the uh, the old uh, the old dump in the in Secaucus. That had no restaurants around it. You're right. No, it had mm-hmm. a deli. This is a nice new thing we have, and and uh, the hotel has, has gotten so into us being there that mm-hmm. we have the entire hotel. The hotel sold out of rooms. It's <laughs> a bigger hotel than the Secaucus Hotel mm-hmm. in terms of amount of rooms. And uh, they just, you know, they got such a high recommendation from their sister hotel, the High Regency O'Hare, that they're really anxious to have us. That's and great. We, yep. This, it's a nice layout. It's, <laughs> a, you'll, you'll see when you get there. At least one of you will see it. No, two of you. <laughs> 50% of you. Yeah. Okay. I tried to drop down, but there's, we have so many uh, guest announcers that uh, everyone gets about five minutes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we got a whole page of guest announcers. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I ramble, so let's talk. No, that's all right. Who's, that's, who's, who's, uh, I was just just going to say, just for you know, uh, full full disclosure, especially for that individual who last year was complaining about uh, about this being an infomercial. I am involved with the uh, with the fest. I'm uh, one of the moderators, and I've, I come uh, as I kind of say, I come with the furniture. So, <laughs> how long have you been part of the fest, Al? Either directly or indirectly since the big, very, uh, the very since beginning. The very beginning. That's right. 1974. <laughs> wow. There were there were a couple of years there where I was on double secret probation, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what did you do? But <laughs> well, we still did the tribute together. <laughs> right. That had never stopped. Who's going to be there this year, Mark? Yes. We, this, you know, I was, I've been thinking about it. This may be, it's it's pretty close to the top of the guests of the, the people we have this year. I'd say top three, at least. We have Klaus Vorman. Whenever mm-hmm. you have Klaus Vorman, it the whole show is makes it very special. He's one of the best guests we can have. He's a sweetheart. He still has his full memory. Knows every. He remembers everything. He really knows his stuff, and uh, he's just a, a pleasure to have him at the fest. And when he has this project that he did last year for the Revolver album, the book that he made, mm. a graphic novel and his right. story about it, it's very impressive. And I was just watching from Chicago. Al, you probably probably didn't get to see, but we had Peter Asher interview Klaus on the stage on the Saturday. I saw about two minutes. Well, I did. I saw about half of it because I was I was doing the questions from the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched the whole thing just the other day. And their careers overlap so much. I mean, Klaus is talking about when he was with Patty Klaus and Gibson. They mm-hmm. played Pickwick Club. 
And Peter says, that's where Gordon I got started. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, he, someone asked the question about, Klaus, is, is that you playing the bass in the beginning of, of You're So Vain? You mean the... <laughs> yeah, that's me. And Peter says, well, there you go. My, my former client. <laughs> wow. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know that was him. Yeah. That's, sure. that's fantastic. Oh, I didn't know it either. I did not know it, but I, we should have known it because it's such a unique bass. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, he's just a genius, and he knows, and he, he's just the nicest guy you can meet. And um, people, the lines all, were all day long pay, waiting to buy his book. Everybody bought it. In fact, they ran out completely. They used the copies that they sent to me to the show. They used almost all those up to huh. <laughs> send me more afterwards. But that, that, that was actually by far our biggest selling item book of, of the year. Uh-huh. And it's, if you don't have wow. it, you should, everybody should have a copy of it. Someone needs to ask him this year about um, his representation in Mark Lewison's book about um, when when Stu left the band that he really seriously wanted to join the Beatles. I don't think um, I don't think I knew that before reading the book. So and, and I don't think he's been mm. making appearances much since then that where anyone could have asked. But that would be something to get his perspective on. Al. You're my official reminder of things like that. Okay. <laughs> Make a note. <laughs> Will do. Good. Now, that's a great question. Yeah. Alan, good idea. You know, there aren't many people who have that kind of history with the Beatles that are still with us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Go all the way that's... back to Hamburg, you know, and, and then all through the solo careers, all the work that he did on bass. And, oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's, well, there's so still, much to still talk with about us. with him. Still with us or not still with us, I don't think there's anyone in the story at all, who goes all the way back to Hamburg and recorded with all four of them. I mean, yeah. who, apart right. from them. Yeah. And <laughs> he was the one, and, and Klaus was the one who saw them first. Then he turned on his yeah. girlfriend to the mm-hmm. beach. Yeah. And then Jürgen came along. And that's, knock wood, they're still all with us. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the earliest, that was when they first called themselves the Beatles, right? Right before they went to Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And he, and, you know, they, the way he tells the story about the, the doing the revolver, that they gave him full the capital. Peter said, did capital give you any pressure to, to, to make it look more poppy or they wanted to look colorful or whatever? No, I did it all myself. I told John we were going to do after hearing the music, I thought of hair and it has to be black and white. And that was my idea. And nobody asked me to change anything. Except for one picture of Paul in the toilet seat or something. <laughs> but you know, Oh yes, yes. Right. So I mean it was complete and he was nervous about it. He was really you know, he put his whole that was like the the most the crowning achievement of his artistic career. Sure. To win a graphic. He was the first first graphic artist to win one for an album cover. Wow. And he he heard the music. I mean he's such a, a musical person that he heard the music and felt what the album should be like. Uh-huh. And that's the sign of a true artist. Where he told the story, or Peter told the story on the stage in Chicago, when in Jackie Lomax's, I guess it was Sour Milk Sea, the rhythm section was not a bad rhythm section. Let's see, George Harrison, <laughs> Richard Starr, Eric Clapton, and Klaus Vorman. And Clapton says, this is the greatest rhythm section I've ever heard. Uh-huh. 
there you go. I mean, nothing. What else could be said about it? I mean, he was this Eric Clapton and this compliment. It's like, and they, they were they were also you'll Ken, you'll really like this because I know you're you're more of a solo Beatles because you're so much younger than all the rest of us. <laughs> uh, they praised uh, Ringo as high as anybody can praise him. Both Klaus and Peter were taking the time to say how how some people. Uh, underrate uh, he, that think he's underrated and oh, they sure. say he's absolutely perfect it was a perfect drummer for the Beatles his sense of timing his, his, his unstoppable rhythm everything he does the fills they were just raving about him as he well should. he was he was the perfect fit yeah absolutely mm-hmm. right and uh, he knew how to complement the song and what it, and what it needed you know right. and that's that's the sign of a really great musician it isn't just flash it's just doing what's necessary to, to you know, enhance the song and improve the song. Right, he wasn't into Flash. Yeah. He had to be talked into doing the solo, right? Mm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, that's why all the all music drummers say, who's your favorite drummer? Most of them say Ringo. That's how they got their start anyway. Mm. Huh. Just like that's how we got our start playing guitars. Right, Alan? Right. You see your whole- Absolutely. <laughs> with, your, with your Mickey Dolan's fedora on, <laughs> with your Fender Stratocaster, it looks like. No, it's a Fender. Is it Strat? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, what are you looking at? Oh, oh, my, my. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't see it actually. My. Uh, oh, I don't see me either, but I don't know what I look like. It's your. It's yeah. the black uh, frame. Okay, that's probably a Gibson SG. No, it's no, it's got a. It's electric. It's got a. a the top of it, it's a little blurry, but the top looks like. Am I wearing a? Am I wearing a, an outdoor blue jacket? You're wearing. Oh, some, oh the I, one with the hat. Okay, yeah, that is probably a Variax, a oh, Line okay. Six Variax, because with okay. the Variax you can you can um, it's a modeling guitar, so you can get the sound of anything from a 1956 Les Paul to a choral sitar on the thing or a banjo. And when did you first start playing guitar? What year? Uh, probably about sixty-seven. Oh, okay. Couldn't nice. quite do that intro <laughs> to Sergeant Pepper, you know, but it worked <laughs> on it. <laughs> I started in sixty-four, mm. right in, in uh, February. Mm-hmm. My my father was a musician, band leader, and was driving home from a Chinese restaurant and twists and shouts on the radio. And I'm jumping up and down in the back seat, like with an air guitar. He said, you want to learn how to play guitar? I said, I'd love to. The next day I come home and there's a guitar on my bed. He says, you have an appointment with my friend up the street, five blocks away at 7.30 tomorrow. What, <laughs> kind, of, what kind of guitar was it? Oh, it was a basic $50 guitar from Manage Music. Mm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Later on then I got my uh, guilds. Guild D44, then a D50. Uh-huh. And uh, I still don't play enough. So you should play so, at the fest. You should, do a, you should do a little set, you know. Well, a- after we break down on Sunday night, you know, there's people still playing around the lobby. I go and uh, sort of close the show by doing Here Comes the Sun. Right. Uh-huh. right. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing that for, for 15 years, I'll bet. Maybe 20. Uh-huh. Nah, 15 at least. But yeah, I loved it. And they wait for me, and I'm, I'm dead to the world, and I got to wake up. Mark, wake up. Come on, you got to do it. <laughs> and then about 40 or 50 or 100 people there surrounding me, and we're all singing along. And it's a, it's a special moment in the fest every 
every uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So we so far we've we've told we've told you we have Klaus Warman coming. Okay. We also have not one, not two, but three members of Paul McCartney's band. We have Denny Sywell, who actually was the first member of the band invited to join the McCartneys uh-huh. before Denny Lane. Then we have the last members of Wings, Steve Holly and Lawrence Juber. Uh-huh. Of course, we all know Lawrence Juber. He's about the best guitarist I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He really is. <laughs> and I, I just can't believe he can get all that sound out of out of a um, out of one guitar. And he's got a new Beatles CD. He's launching. He's world premiering at the show. I just can't stop playing Beatles. I think that's it. <laughs> LJ can't stop playing the Beatles. Something. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the one. And uh, he'll be doing uh, two two uh, solo concerts on Saturday afternoon in the big room, and then on the Apple Jam stage on Sunday. And there's going to be a wing set. It's called Wingmen uh, with Liverpool. Two drummers. Steve told me. Steve Holly told me that. He and Denny Sywell never played drums together. So there'll be two drum sets on the main stage, and it's gonna be a, they're going to do about five or six wing songs, and it's going to be a, a special moment. That's Saturday or Sunday? That's Saturday evening. Well, they'll, be, they'll play Saturday and Sunday evening. Okay. And, and then- also, um, one of the real treats over the years when, when Lawrence has been a guest is – Generally on Sunday, he's done an afternoon concert. In fact, he, for several years, he did like a noontime concert in uh, at the Chicago Fest. And he's going to be doing uh, an afternoon concert on Sunday. But instead of being in the like in the discussion room or wherever, it's going to be on the Apple Jam stage. Right, but he'll also do a concert on the main stage on Saturday. Oh, right, yes, right. right. So we, the Wings members are going to be very busy. Steve Holly is in the um, uh, Birds of Paradox right. with right. two members of the Elvis <laughs> Memory Band, Gary, <laughs> Gary Van Syak and Adam Ippolito, and they're going to recreate the one-to-one concert on its 45th anniversary year. Hmm. So I told I them that I'd like to sit in the 14th row with my tambourine <laughs> As living proof of history that I was there, I won't have the same amount of hair. <laughs> Take a look at the at the video, right before John says, "Now you all get your tambourines." There's a sh- there's only one close up of one audience member the entire show. They didn't pan to the audience for close up, except one time, and it was me with all my hair and glory in 1972. <laughs> and I got to actually got to meet John that day. One of the many times I got to meet him at the um, oh the what's the name of the the famous restaurant in the park? Oh, uh, Tavern, Tavern on the, on the Green. Green. Thank you, thank you. It was he was in a private room, and all the guests were on the other side. Not me. I just went right in there. I guess it was. Well, I didn't go to the evening concert. I only went to the daytime concert. So I guess there was something in between. So I was in there. I had my the shirt that I just bought outside the Madison Square Garden. It was five pictures of one from John to Yoko, and the, you you know. All oh of right, yes. And John liked that shirt. He said, "Where'd you get it?" I said, "I bought it outside the concert." <laughs> I said, "You want it? I'll switch shirts with you." He said, "Yes." <laughs> this was the, that- the days before people were controlling their own merch. 
That's a mm-hmm. very good way to put it, Alan. Yes, <laughs> and even though the whole thing was for, was a benefit, you know, I if if they had licensed merchandise, I would have bought it, but sure. they didn't. So this is what they had. So at the moment we were going to do that, in comes Geraldo Rivera mm. with a cameraman, with two cameramen and lights on, and I'm going to leave the rest of that story for, for my book because John used some choice words. Uh, which I'm not going to say right here. So everyone has to wait. So I have to get my book going. Now, now we talked about this last time, and I think you mentioned you you had considered doing a book. Is this going to happen now? I'm trying to, but it just it takes so much time. And I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Yep. <laughs> I really want to do it. I wrote the first pages in 1992. I wrote three more maybe uh, eight years ago. And all I got to do is start writing it. Carol has all the photos. I have all the stories. I have someone to write it with, and all we got to do is do it. I was gonna. I was just gonna say, do what Bill O'Reilly does. Get a ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the ghostwriter has less time than Mark does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, well, no, I don't know about that, but we'll <laughs> see. I'd like to. I'd like to get it started. It just takes a lot of time, and but I, I really want to do it. You know, I want to get. I want to get it out there. So all the. All the people that have come to the fest over there, all those stories that were told for the first time that we didn't, that wasn't part of Beatles lore at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Al, think back to 1974. Yep. How much did we know about the, how much did we know about Hamburg? Hamburg was like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. about Hamburg. Mm. We, there were so few things we knew about in Beatle history in 74 because the only book was the authorized biography, which we know all about. That was right. authorized, but it wasn't. It was just a not quite. wasn't quite as good as Mark Lewis's book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm. not or quite. as long. Or as or, long. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Mark, or a couple questions actually? You can ask one, me whatever one, like that. We're here for. <laughs> okay. Well, two two things. Number one, as the years go on, and I'm 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 you know I'm really happy that you were able to get Klaus. I mean, that's tremendous at this point in time. But as years go on now and and people get older and older, there is going to be obviously less of the original, or less of the of the people who were actually there to be available to come to the fest. Have you discussed what you're going to do as far as that goes, how you're going to deal with that at, you know, at some point? Uh, see, and, it's, it's, imp- it's an impossible question to discuss because – when people move on, you can't have them anymore. Right. So, you know, we just, we'll keep, uh, look, or, look at all the guests we have, the musical guests, they're all still out there playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of them. Right. One of them performs currently. And look at the, the, the leaders of the head guys, like Ringo and Paul. Look at their 77, mm-hmm. 75. And right. They're, and they're touring. And, and it's it's wonderful. Ringo does the jumping jacks at the end. So, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know that's that's amazing. This is not going to go another hundred years, guys. You know, it's no. there's a there's a limit, but you know, we'll we'll just keep doing it till till we get it right, as uh, my friend once said. Mm-hmm. You, you haven't know, mentioned all the musical who, people. Who who who's going to be you, mu- musical? I mean, you mentioned the 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 Wings people, but is there anybody else going to be there too? Uh, yes, Joey Marlin is there. Mm-hmm. He's always, he's a very popular guest and. Yeah, I try not to bring guests back on a regular basis, but you know, six or seven years is not, is 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 enough now, you know, because you want to get good quality guests. Right, this is good. And new this year is Billy Kinsley. He was at our show 
in 2015 in Chicago. Remember the right. Mercy Beats? He mm-hmm. played many dozens of times with the Beatles uh, on the same stage and became friendly with them as a f- fellow Liverpoolian. This guy has great stories. In Chicago after the fest in 15, I saw him down in the bar. I said, why don't you come up? I'm having some Chinese food. He said, well, I ate already. He said, just come up, pick, we'll talk. And uh, six hours later, quarter to two, we're still talking. <laughs> I mean, we loved his stories. And it was just, it was, he's really a sweetheart of a guy. And we don't know his songs here because Mercy Beats never made it here. But they had some pretty good sized hits in England. And mm-hmm. they'll do a couple of Beatles songs and one, of, one or two of his originals from, from those days. And um, people are going to love his story. So he's a, he's a new person we uncovered recently. And he, well, he was in Good Old Frida. And he was in Good Old Frida, right? And we had Louis, yeah. Good Old Frida come out of the woodwork, and look what happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was that's such a great story. I mean that that has to be one of the probably one of the bigger successes. I should shouldn't say success, but I mean the most heartwarming stories of the, uh, in the history of the fest is the whole is Frida. Yeah, I think. Mm, would, you, would you say? Yeah, I think I said absolutely. It's a it's a top five moment for me, and I said that on stage after we had the world premiere of it. It's probably three or four years ago by now. I, don't, I can't mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. going, but mm-hmm. I she got a, a two or three minute standing ovation. I don't. I never remember seeing anybody get a three minute standing ovation at the fest before. People was that was that before the movie now, or was that after after they you had shown the movie? No, this was the premiere right after after we all saw the movie for the first oh. time. I was going to ask you about the first time she appeared at the fest, which was before the movie, correct? Before the movie, right? And that and that helped her. I guess it sort of pushed her to want to want to do it. She said her main reason was to have so her grandson would know who her grandmother was. Do you remember the reaction went to her appearance that day, that day when she first made the uh, when she made her first appearance? People loved her. Yeah. I mean, she got an ovation. She got a standing ovation, which just a normal standing ovation. Mm-hmm. And to see, she—I mean—the way she told her stories was so down to earth and so straightforward. And she didn't tell any. She wasn't going to tell any stories out of school. And right. we didn't want to hear it. We just wanted to hear those stories. Oh, I went to Ringo's house and then sitting with the, with his mom and dad and and writing letters and answering people and George's parents and you know she was there. It's like a weekly thing. They went to the she went to the houses and, mm-hmm. and with the mail because they had some mail issues. <laughs> what was her reaction off off stage after that first appearance? I mean, I've, I've we've we've all talked to her. You know, several times, and she's one of the sweetest people I have ever met. Yes. But I'm, I'm just curious. That I think day, she was overwhelmed. I think she was just. Yeah. She was. Really, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the reason that she, that she went back and said, "I got to do something." Well, let's mm-hmm, do. It. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my proudest things is to help with her GoFundMe or whatever. Maybe it was some other name at the time. They keep changing those things, but. <laughs> It I think it, well, I think you're right because uh, yeah because I think it was GoFundMe I think uh, I can't remember for sure but I think you're right then, but yeah I mean that, that and that thing exploded I remember because I remember writing about that that thing just exploded it was like twenty eight thousand dollars and they needed fifty thousand it was like four days left mm-hmm. and Karen McCabe who was one of the producers of the Kathy, movie Kathy Kathy I'm Kathy I'm sorry Kathy mm-hmm. sent me a note and. I put it up on the on my email an email blast specifically to raise money for the film, and 
it just started exploding and and it got to fifty thousand dollars I think in two and a half days and went to ended up at fifty eight or fifty nine thousand well we also there was also someone and I can't remember who it was and I apologize if they're listening that put up a lock of I think it was George's hair you remember that yeah no, I don't remember that happened but and I mean. and and that and and that also helped I mean that, it really exploded it really helped, then. it was just I'm, I was very proud to be part of that right and to be part of the whole process and and seeing how well it was it was created it was really right. a, a wonderful moment for Beatles fans because that's what it was that's who it's for and we all appreciated it and they were I don't think there was much, many too many dry eyes in the house that night. No, I'm, I'm sure there wasn't. You're also involved with an, another project that's coming up that I've heard about that hasn't, I guess, hasn't been announced yet, called Here, There, and Everywhere. Can you talk about that? Or uh, no, I don't have enough information. Is that the one that they're doing in England? I forgot which one that was. I believe that. I believe that's the one. Yeah, Simon uh, Simon Weitzman. Yeah, is Simon. Yeah, he's going to talk to me more. Either before the show or at the fest, because he's coming to the show. He is coming to the show. Yes. Just to explain to people, I, I guess this, it'll probably be announced by the time the show goes out. But there, this is basically a look at the story of the, of the Beatles through fans' eyes. Yes, so. and what, uh, yes, it's it's along that line, and which which a bunch of people have tried and done, mm -hmm. and um, but it, it's you know it's always a good concept, you know. And and what's interesting about this is the number of Beatle organizations that are backing it, and there are quite a few, including the Fest. So yeah, and uh, you know Simon's his track record with books, the books he's done so far are fabulous. Those all you all you, need, all you need is love, and, and the Tom Murray uh, and they don't um, hold you. The first one that was all all fabulous books, mm -hmm. and the way Paul takes the Paul Skeller takes those images and. And cleans them up and makes them better than the original. It's you know, it's he said it's painstaking. It's just like one frame at a time, one area right. at a time fixes up right. the color. This this sounds like a very interesting project. I've just heard about this, and and um, I'm sure we will be hearing more about this in, in the future. Yeah, I'm sure he'll talk about it the fest and start right. getting getting the word out. And we are we will we'll, we'll be involved. So next guest we have Louise Harrison. Okay. Who, Oh, you missed missed one musical guest. Oh, we didn't. We'll come back to that. We'll, we'll oh, that. okay. <laughs> I missed. No, I missed four or five musical guests. Al. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but they're coming. Louise, she's sort of getting on in years, and I, it, it's. I think it's going to be too difficult for her to come. That's what she was voicing to me. So this will. This might be her last appearance. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But you know, she. It's just. I guess it's harder to get around. Mm -hmm. But she still has the spunk, and uh, you know, if you've seen her book, you can see visual proof that what she was telling is the truth. These actual documents in there from Brian, thanking her for helping getting played on the radio, and can you help promote these other artists I have and dates, and it's it, they're in there. It's really she really did do that, and um, that's part of the story that no one's really told that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she did it in, a, in an area around, you know, Benton, Illinois, and Benton, in that area, St. Louis and Chicago area. But, you know, she was, we don't know how, what the full extent of how much she helped, but she was calling radio stations, and that had to help somewhat, you know? Well, and also, and also the fact that she had, that she had George there a year before they exploded in America. So, that was really interesting, so. Yes, so she's here. She's bringing her grandson, George's mm. 
grandnephew, Tori, who's an interesting character. Louis thinks he, that he's a spitting image, but he has there's a little resemblance. I wouldn't say a big resemblance, but she, according to Lou, she he has the spirit of George in him. <laughs> so that's from a grandmother's point of view and a brother's point of view. So we also have a couple of Marks, a guy named Mark Rivera, who we've had many times, and he can't be there Friday night because he's playing with this other guy, Billy somebody, at that round garden. In- <laughs> Okay, I, I gotta. T- I'm gonna tell him something, which I'll, I'm gonna tell you here first. You're gonna hear it first because I'm a numbers person, as Al knows over these right. years. Who else knew every record number in the Sam Goody, right, Al? Exactly. When he plays, uh, when Billy Joel plays on his birthday at Madison Square Garden in the franchise, it's number forty-one. Forty-one is the amount of games the New York Knicks play in a year at Madison Square Garden. Right. Hmm. So it's a whole year's worth of shows for a wow. team that's wow. been playing at the Garden for forever, the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was 41 and 41, right on his birthday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was a factoid that I'm going to tell huh. Mark when I see him. So he can pass it on to Billy. <laughs> so he can not, many people, not many people can get a residency at Madison no. Square Garden. <laughs> no. it's, it's, he's, and everyone sells out. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't? We yeah. were at one of them on Carol's birthday last September. He's just terrific. I mean, each one he does differently. He won't do them the same all the time, which is, which is things that you know Paul does everything pretty much the same each time. But that's okay. It's a different kind of show. Mm-hmm. But you know, Springsteen does it right. The Grateful Dead used to do it. A lot of groups used to do it. Go out and do different shows. Now it's more you know Steely Dan does the different albums. Right. Uh, but I digress. So we have Mark Rivera there. He'll be doing horns. If there's any horns on Sgt. Pepper that Liverpool's going to be performing in its entirety, which I can think of a, at least one song, maybe two, that he'll mm-hmm. uh, join in. Uh, but we'll come back to that. We have Mark Hudson. So we're going to have Hudson on the Hudson on the Hudson. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to suggest that. <laughs> and if he doesn't behave himself, I'll throw him in the Hudson. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Just kidding, Mark. Just kidding. But <laughs> the jam, yeah, the jams are always terrific. Mark's having coming up with some new stuff, and all the other uh, guys, musicians that I've mentioned, will be joining. As will John Cobert, who played keyboards on John's "Stand by Me" hit version, and he he was a, he played a number of John's songs, and he'll be there. He was he's a nice guy. He was there last year too. Plus, we have a new guy who uh, was just announced last week. He happened to be, his Beatle connection is, he was at Shea Stadium, the first concert, and he watched it from the dugout with three other of his companions, huh. and uh, who all managed by Sid Bernstein. I'm talking about the Young Rascals, and Gene Cornish is coming to the fest. Wow. Nice. Yes, he, he called me a few weeks ago and said he'd like to be there. He loves the show, and he'll he'll do Good Love and a couple other songs. He'll do a Beatle song, maybe, and... You know, he'll participate in the um, the Musicians Forum on Sunday, which is always a highlight of the show. And, of course, each night we have Liverpool, the world's finest tribute band. They've been with me for 30, 38 years. They don't like to admit that, but they were three when they started. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we And now, for more, <laughs> we have 
one of the guys, somebody in eight days a week that Ringo said, hey, you're in there more than me. <laughs> Larry Kane was in okay. there, was used extensively in the movie, and right. he was there during the during years, and he's well-spoken, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the film a lot. And uh, he'll be talking about being backstage, being being uh, in the room watching the film with, with Paul and Ringo and, and Ron Howard, and and talking about those experiences firsthand. He was on the red carpet in England when when they released the movie, the premiere. And, uh, of course, he wrote one of the great books on the Beatles, Ticket to Ride. Was that 10, 12 years ago by now? Wow. And he's had he did a, a book on Lennon, Lennon Rem- Remembered. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a book a few years ago called When They Were Boys. They Were Boys, right? yes. Mm-hmm. And we'll have those books at the show. And, you know, he's a, he's a terrific writer and uh, well-known journalist in this this part of the country. We love journalists. We love journalists. Now, <laughs> well, what could be the news highlight of this show is Leon Wilds. Mm. Ah, this I'm. Re- did any of you read the whole book, John Lennon versus the USA? I have. I have. I also interviewed him. He's. Uh, he's very much. It's. It's going to be a very interesting segment, and I only wish I could be there to see that because he. I mean, he. He was there. He was the guy that got John out of the out of the immigration mess. Without him, he would not. He it wouldn't have happened. He would have been He would have been deported. Right, There's no question. And the intricacies. I, I assume you've read the book already, Mark. I mean, I, I've gotten to the part where um, they. First of all, the the fact that a lot of the in the book he's talking about how Yoko was so attuned to mm-hmm. all that were happening, and was she the one who was who first told him that. She's certain that the government is involved trying to kick him out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she found the uh, – Leon told John, can you have someone send the paperwork in your drawers to his office? He wants to see them. And he found Yoko's green card that she wasn't quite aware that she had. Wow. And that became a key part, at least as far as where I am now in the book, which is just past page 100. Mm-hmm. So, it's amazing all the turns and twists going on, and he had to figure out how to do it, and it's amazing. It's right. just an amazing story, and um, his son, Michael Wilds, uh, is his partner in the, in the law firm, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he's going to be on stage, too. He, he helped with the book, but, he, but it was all in Leon's words. It, it's firsthand completely. Many of the quotes from the trials, word for word, and he's... It was just amazing. Even Alan Klein had a had a part in it, right? A positive <laughs> part. Um, yeah, but it's amazing reading and newsworthy wise. That that's really it's something. I mean, people are going to be absolutely amazed to hear his whole story. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something everybody should read. So guys, you should read it. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's great that 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 it finally came out. I mean, because Leon is getting up there in years, and it's yeah. it's great it's great that the story is finally out there, you know, as completed as it, as it is now. Yeah, um, he, just so, called, he just called me this afternoon, actually, him and Michael, and mm-hmm. just saying Michael talks of his dad. Dad is so anxious to do this; he's ready to go, whatever, with bells and whistles, and he's so excited to be to be coming to the fest. Mm-hmm. It'll be there on Sunday only, so you listeners, if you don't have your three day ticket, if you're only coming Friday and Saturday or just Saturday. Cancel plans on Sunday. Come back to the club. <laughs> and really, because this is going to be, it's at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be very, very special. Who's going to interview him? Um, 
Mark. Michael, his son's going to be there. His son's going to do the interview? Yeah, Tom Frangione. Yeah. Oh, okay. He wrote a great review on it. But I think Michael's going to be doing a lot of it because of his father's position. Mm-hmm. And he, know, he knows how to you know talk to his dad and get out the, the best stories. And then right. he'll open it up to question and answers, and Tom will help with that from the audience. Right. Mm-hmm. right. No, that was uh, I, I. That was an incredible interview I did with with them, and 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 Michael came back more than once, you know, to to answer any questions with me, and he was great. So yeah, I'm I'm congratulations on on getting Leon to to come to the show. That's going to be a real highlight of the show. I think so too. I'm very I'm very excited for that myself. Mm-hmm. And we also have some other things. Denny Sywell last time was believe it or not was seven years ago. He did a like a Ram session. He took the Ram album, song by song, took out the the drum part and talked about how how the creation of it, and then played the song with live on drums on the stage while the rest of the tracks were being played, you know, from the from the, from the tape. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's very fascinating. The whole he did most of the whole Ram album. I guess we have enough time to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then the other thing is Steve Holly has a band called the the Sydney Green Street Band, and they're going to be playing. It, it was just a few weeks ago he called me on it, and he's going to be playing in the Apple Jam stage again early Sunday morning, like twelve thirty. So come on down early on Sunday for that reason too. Uh-huh. You can get you can oh. see everybody, and uh, he's been Steve Holly's been creating uh, new versions of Beatles songs, new his own arrangements. And he's going ah. to do those for the first time in public. Oh, cool. Hmm. Yes, we're excited about ah. that. What else can I tell you about the show? All the regulars are there. We have Rob Shanahan's coming back and Neil Glazer with his uh, uh, exhibit on Paul, George, Paul, John, and Ringo artwork. And uh, you, forgot a, uh, you forgot a certain four-man uh, four band. A certain four-man band called the Weaklings. Right. Yeah. They'll be there Sunday afternoon, and they are terrific. They're wonderful, and they will be performing. They're going to do a uh, Al's idea to do a. It's not going to be a press conference. It'll be like a talking right. about the weaklings and the discussion mm-hmm. on Sunday about one o'clock, and the mm-hmm. audience will be able to ask them all sorts of questions. And they will have their new CD for sale, which was recorded primarily at Abbey Road Studio Two. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a lot of great stories to tell about the studio. And, of course, we have a discussion room with lots of special guests and uh, special authors, guest authors, uh, who've been there before. One who hasn't, Sarah Schmidt, wrote a book called The Beetle, Beetlemania in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. She came to Chicago, and now she's coming to Jersey. Mm-hmm. We have Jim Birkenstadt, who hasn't been there for a while. Uh, of course, we have Bruce Spicer and Vivek Tawari. Who's starting to work on the, the the film? He, the movie, the TV show series that he's doing. He, oh, I, and and one legendary name who hasn't been to a fest in a very long time. He's a New York fest in a very long time, even though he's a regular in Chicago, and that's Wally Pedrasic. That's right. Oh, wow, I'd like to see him. Do you have, do you remember Mark the last time that that Wally was at a New York uh, fest? He was in Los Angeles. I would say 15 years ago. He's probably been to three or four of them over the years. Mm-hmm. But it's been a while. I think he was in New York in 2014. Was he? I think so. I think he came for a little visit. 
Oh, Terry came to that. I know that. Yes. Right. We also have, you know, there's a lot of things that go on for children at the fest. And right. Mr. Mr. Ray uh, Beatles for Kids concert will be on Saturday. And he'll do, he's going to do a parade on Saturday. And we have Art, Art Museum and Deco is going to be there. And we're going to do so, a bunch of things special for Sergeant Pepper's 50th anniversary that uh, some of them will be surprises at the show. And it's mm. going to be uh, exciting. We can't wait for it. And uh, tickets are available at all fest.com outlets. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the fest.com and uh, get your tickets. The dead, the event. When is this airing? What day? This uh, Wednesday. This Wednesday. We should do okay. Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, because the, the, the advanced, best advanced price ticket deadline is this Friday, February 10th. So all you who wait for the last minute, which a lot of you do, because the hotel is <laughs> sold out, and they all, a lot, it's tradition. A lot of you mm-hmm. wait for the last minute, which is fine. It keeps us busy on Thursday and Friday and Wednesday. And it's going to be a, a really great show in a new hotel. We're very excited about it. People are excited about it. Uh, it's so easy for people in all over New York City to get to it. But by, as I said, by the PATH train. And Jersey people are happy we're coming back to New Jersey. Some people still say, how come, you, how come you're not going back to the other hotel? I said, it's not there. <laughs> because it's, yeah, exactly. It's not there. The right. What happened? Now the parking well, lot. The, the exhibition area is is gone. It's a parking lot, yes. Yeah. Well, it originally was a parking lot. Then they built the exhibition center underneath on the first floor. And mm-hmm. then we could do the show there. Before that, we couldn't do it. And now it's not there anymore. So, yeah. Was that after the Was that after the problem with the snow or with the weather? Yes, that caused the, uh, the collapse, the partial right. collapse, and it it knocked out about twenty percent of that of the bill of the room. So it, the room has never been used since. Oh wow! Hmm. So they they, they they tore it down. We we went to see it, and it wasn't there. So we knew first thing nobody you know they weren't we weren't getting the information. So we actually went and looked. I think we went to look on the way down to go. See the Jersey City Hotel. Just as was in. Several people have asked me if there's any chance of going back to LA or, or coming out to the West Coast at all. Is there any chance of that, Mark? I wouldn't say never, <laughs> but it'd have to be a different situation. Okay. You were you were there. Mm-hmm. I was there, right? I was mm-hmm. there. It was one of the best shows we had. Yes, it was. It was mm-hmm. a wonderful right. show. The issue was whatever caused the people. it not to have the vast quantities of humans yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a terrific show and i i love mm-hmm. it and that apple jams out there outside the yeah it's wonderful bambi kino out in the courtyard they were that tremendous great. they were they were, they were. They were awesome and, and that the drum symposium with hal hal blaine hal blaine yeah mm-hmm. oh. Fabulous. I, you know, I, I missed. I actually missed that, but I did see Chris Carter's live broadcast. That was awesome yep. too. Yes, that it was. was. Yeah, I, I saw the whole drum symposium with Hal. I actually sat through it. I was enjoying it immensely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and someone came up with like a six-minute version of some of Hal's hits that he played on. It was. It's like who's who of music. It was like every Sinatra. Uh, yeah. Mamas and Papas, Beach Boys. Beach yeah. Boys, yeah. Oh, God, he's, he's awesome. He just awesome. turned, I think, 86 years old, I think. That's, I, uh, I, yeah, just yeah, uh, I, over the weekend. Yeah. Happy There's birthday. a legend for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Mark, I have a question. Um, yes. Besides the obvious four people, who is the one person that you'd like to see as a guest 
that you never had before that's still with us? Mm. Would like, I, I mean, we've had almost, we've had just about everybody. Who haven't we had? I've had people say, why don't you get some, some special guests? I said, you tell me who you want. Yeah. I'll try to find them. Musicians, I would think musicians would be in there. Maybe, uh, maybe Joe Walsh. He's got a good connection now. Maybe uh, members of Paul's band, but they, you know, they, their history doesn't go back so far. Someone mm-hmm. who went back to the 60s, they, we've lost a couple of them this year, and yep. some of them we've been trying to get and never had a, a, the opportunity to right. get. Have you tried Joe Walsh? No, not yet. No, but he's on my list. You know, the, who would I like to get? Um, I'd like to get the, the major rock stars of the era to come. Mm-hmm. You all know the names of who the people I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so until I don't want to jinx it, yeah. give it a did you ever have Jim Keltner? No, I would love to have Jim Keltner. I'd love to mm. have. I'd love to have um, Jeff Lynn. Sure, but mm. I haven't. We try to get Jim Keltner for the drum symposium in his hometown. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it almost worked out, but it didn't. Oh. We would love That's to have one him. person I'd love to see is Jim Keltner. Yes, yes, another one of those few people who've actually played with all the Beatles. Right. A small handful. Mm. We've had the others already as guests. So Don Was would be another suggestion. Ah, Don Was came to a Beatle Fest in 1985. Did he? Really? In yeah. Was that Los Angeles? In Los Angeles. Okay, I don't remember. I probably yeah. was there, and I don't remember. We have a. He wasn't a guest. He was. He was. He came down to visit to see Harry Nielsen. And oh, okay. Well, have, oh, then I wasn't there because I never saw Harry at, at a fest. We have a I, we have a picture of 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 me with him and Harry mm. somewhere in our collection. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, we've had uh, he hasn't right. We, but you know, I mentioned those. I didn't mention anyone by name, but all the big names that we'd like to get. Mm. Uh, but there's, I mean, their ties to to the Beatles. Some of them are stronger than others. But I just. You know, at some point, hopefully they'll be ready to come. You know, now they're still, they're all still huge stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you talked about doing a book, Mark. Have you ever considered, because I know you videotape a lot of stuff, have you ever considered doing a DVD? If I do a book, I'll, I'll probably get talked into doing a DVD of, of the guests speaking and stuff like that. Maybe some performing. Mm-hmm. What would you guys like to see? You the your other experts as well. I would I would like to see I would like to see a DVD of some of some of the people that have been there. Harry would be if you could right. get. Some, oh, no, that would, was, wasn't if, my question. I'm sorry. Who would you like to see at the fest? That oh, we would I like to? <laughs> well, well, definitely, definitely, I would put Jim Keltner at the top. Vinnie Poncia is someone that I'd love to meet. Oh yeah. Because he wrote so many songs with Ringo, especially in the '70s, he had that relationship with him. Oh. I'd love to see him. Uh, yeah, definitely Jeff Lynn, although I doubt he would do it. Right. Um, you can move into the 80s and some of the the uh, musicians that work with Paul then. Hamish Eric, Stewart, Robbie McIntosh. We had them. Eric, Eric Idle. We had them, Yeah, too. you had you had Hamish. You did have had Hamish. A, I remember Hamish. Yeah. yeah. Two or three fests we had them. Yeah, oh, I remember I, I met, probably I met wasn't Hamish. There then. Yeah. Uh, Eric Idle. Eric Idle, uh, Mark. Yeah, we almost we almost had Eric come down. He almost he almost came down and uh, 
and join the other guys. And they, we had the Ruddles reunion. Remember yes. that? Was, that was mm-hmm. a highlight. In Chicago. Having a Quarrymen reunion was, was a highlight. Mm-hmm. With Chotten. It was the only time they did that. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. But go ahead. Who else? Alan, what do you think? Well, the- there's, there's a certain guitarist that's been talking about retirement. So he would have some extra time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, some guy who's playing in uh, Madison Square Garden in, in September, a whole bunch of nights. Uh, I think it's two nights. Who, who, are, you talking, two who nights. are you talking yeah. about? It was two nights. It's much more now. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Eric? Yep. Yeah, Eric. Eric the ah. Eric mm. the half B. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what about you? Where do you chime in? Who would you like to see? Gosh, I mean, I don't know. Everyone I think of, you've basically had. I mean, you know, I don't think Dylan's going to show, as they used to say when he never showed up at anything. But he obviously has some connections with uh, yeah. a few of them. Actually, pretty much all of them, come to think of it. Yeah. Anybody else have a, have a, have a suggestion? Danny, if you could ever get him. Uh, I, I mean, that, not, would, not that, would be, that would be a, a real over-the-top, you know, a uh, chance, but Danny would be a great catch if you could if you could get him get well, him come. Any of the offspring would be great. Weird Al, mm. seriously? <laughs> no, seriously. He he was at the George he was at the George Fest, and he has a great connection with younger fans. But he was at George Fest, which surprised the hell out of me. I did not expect that, and I've done a lot of you know I've done a lot of writing about Weird Al. So, all right, my, you're, dig- you're digging deep there. No, no, I don't. Well, maybe a little, but again, he did George Fest, so I mean, he does have he does have a, uh, a he was a George fan, so well, well, you, right, you have to dig deep if the criteria are people who you haven't had and are still alive. You know, it's yeah, yeah. yeah kind of kind of sort maybe maybe Giles oh, Martin. Yes, mm. Giles, I would like to have, but his relationship really didn't start until later. Of course, he still. Other, so you know, we got the stories firsthand. But mm-hmm. what about people from the UK from the sixties? Is there anybody that I've missed? Um, Eric Burden. Eric Burden is a, is a possibility. Yes, mm. there's been discussions on, on that. So mm-hmm. that's a possibility. You've had. Her well, you know, I I do believe Dave Davies lives in New York City. He lives in New Jersey. Actually. New Jersey, okay. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Yes, I know. I've spoken to him. He's spoken to me about it. And, um, you know, he has a band that he was in in the 60s with his mm. beloved brother. His, with his brother, yeah. And they can't do anything because of their wonderful relationship with each other. <laughs> sort of like Pink Floyd and, and, and the Eagles and many other groups of, mm. of descent. That happened over the years. The Beatles. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, I would. I wouldn't call that. Uh, no, 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 different. But he doesn't. He he was interested. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'd love to have Dave Davies. I'd like to have Ray Davies. Sure. Oh God. Oh God. But again, think about these musicians that we're mentioning. Think about what their connection is with the Beatles. It's more their connection with the British invasion and right. the music that they yeah. helped bring out. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's nothing like Mal Evans or even Alistair Taylor or all those guests mm-hmm. who, sure. who right. work hand in hand with the, with these guys, but they were there in a parallel world on the on the same train. Yeah, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So it's, there really aren't many people left from the 60s that have the connection with the Beatles outside of the people that you've had at your show. And still, you've got yeah. Peter Asher there. You've got Billy J. Kramer there. You know, well, I wish at some there. point Stella Black would have done something while she was alive. But Right. But think you know. about it. She was a big star. And it's like trying to get Carol Burnett, maybe, to come right. to an event. Mm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a different thing. And, um, and Stella Black, yeah, she would have been a good guest. You're right. <laughs> But I can't get them all, you know. How about uh, Kenny Jones from The Faces? I'd rather get Rod Stewart from The Faces. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I, really. no, but yeah, I know that would be that would be awesome. Ian Whitcomb, have you ever had Ian Whitcomb? Ian Whitcomb, are you kidding? That one song has one. What was it? I can't remember the name of that song. Uh, you turned me on. You turned me on. Uh, 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 you turned me on. Well, no. he did. A, he now, now, in his defense, and I, I have not seen him, but he plays uh, just outside of Pasadena regularly. Oh uh, yeah, well, he's he's an author and right. Uh, that, you know, he, that, that is a, a huge reach, Steve. That's, yeah, that's, that's really and big. again, it was a big song in the big song in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, but one song. It was a yeah. wonder. Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. But he's part of a big band, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I know that. I know. Yeah. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get Roger, you may as well get Pete. <laughs> Might as well. Have them both come together. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there you go. Too hey. fast. Well, I do appreciate these suggestions. <laughs> but yeah, as you see, it's it's difficult. So when I get a guest that yeah. have, hasn't been there for six, seven years, we should all appreciate that they're still still around and and yep. and uh, you know baby boomers we're not aging. We're getting better. And and who would have thought that people in their seventies would be the biggest rock stars on the planet and, and can command stadiums, can, can command Coachella, could command a hundred thousand people, four hundred thousand mm-hmm. people, whatever it is, just by snapping their fingers. Mm-hmm. Or could throw a dart on a map any place on the planet and sell it out in two seconds. Nancy, where would you like to go for? A, here's a date. April 15th. Where would you like to go? We'll do a concert somewhere. <laughs> okay, we'll go there. Because doesn't he does it because he loves it. He's not doing it for, for the money. So it doesn't really matter that they have to pick up and bring the entire equipment stuff and get up for a show somewhere in the, in Dubuque or someplace. You know, it's it's more of the fact that he just loves doing it. And, and mm-hmm. it shows, you know. Who could have imagined that they, the Beatles not only had the greatest music of all time, but the greatest guy who could entertain on stage better than anybody else. Right. It's like, it's, it's magic. You know, it was, it was a, it was a once in a millennium event that the four of them got together. Two more names, two more names, Mark. Okay. Graham, gonna... Graham Nash and Alan Clark. Graham Nash. Cal and Graham I... Nash. Ooh. Fabulous. Cal and I personally invited him in person about mm-hmm. two years ago. And he wasn't against the idea, but he wasn't in favor of coming to New York in the city when he lives in Hawaii in the, that time of year. Uh, okay. Yeah. How about um, Alan Clark, though? I'd rather keep trying for Graham Nash. Well, mm. sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we all would. Right. But, uh, I mean, and Alan Clark. Was, he was real close personal friends with George. So that's a, that's a, a right. you know, I, besides the music, the music from Alan Clark and Graham Nash come from the same place. Sure. But the, the personal relationship with George makes Graham a prime candidate to be to have me stalk him. <laughs> uh huh. And, and plus, I think Alan Clark is like completely retired now. Mm. Is he? I don't know about you know any kind of physical maladies, but that's the word is that he's totally retired now. 
Oh, mm. I didn't know that. So, yeah. any other questions you want to ask about the fest before I have a well, nice you- late dinner? <laughs> So it looks like we're at about the end of our time, and thanks so much for coming, Mark. It's um, it's always good to talk to you and hear what's going on at the fest for Beatle fans. I got it right that time. Hey, uh, you got it right. right You got it right. Bravo, bravo. (laughs) And um, so I guess you should – you you did mention the website, but why don't you give the website one more time for people who – Thefest.com. All the information about the show was in there. Uh, for those of you too far away to go, which should be anywhere in the country because we have people from 27 states, we also have the world's largest Beatles mail order business. We sell only licensed merchandise, and it's it's a cool place, cool site. Okay. And all the guests and videos we have up there of all the guests playing and the history of the fest. I could take that part of the history and put it in the book mm-hmm. <laughs> and have it go from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're very excited and. Uh, we give away tickets for a Beatles Love Cirque du Soleil getaway. We've been doing that for seven years, and we're going to do that again in the Facebook contest. It's going to start any, uh, any day now. Mm. And, okay. And, uh, that should be fun. It. Interesting. It is, yeah. Okay. And uh, Ken, how do people get in contact with you? Uh, on my Facebook page at Ken Michaels, my email, which is everylittlething at att.net. And also on my website, which is KenMichaelsRadio.com, just want to mention a quick special contest that will be starting this Thursday, which is February 9th. Uh, we've had Kid O'Toole on our show many times now. She's been a great guest. I'm giving away, I like the way I word this, mm-hmm. a Kid O'Toole kit. Oh. So you oh. have kit there twice and it's, you know, a tool kit. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's... it's- it, it just anyway. covers it all. <laughs> You're also going to be a, a guest panelist and discussion moderator at the festival right. coming I, up in three weeks. Yeah, Kate and I are like going to be doing Saturday. a panel. On Saturday, yes. Yeah, I'm there Saturday. I'm not sure about Sunday yet, but Saturday is definite. And yep. Kate and I will be doing a panel at 6 o'clock. Um, anyway, the Kiddo Toolkit is her two books, Songs Who Were Singing on the Beatles, and also Michael Jackson FAQ and a Kiddo Tool tote bag. So if you want to know how to win all three prizes, go to my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com, and the contest starts this Thursday. Okay. Right. So, um, Steve, how do people get in contact with you, and where can they find your work? You can find me on Billboard.com and Access.com, among other places. I have a Facebook page. Uh, I have a Beatles news group called Beatles News and Commentary, and I also have been working my Twitter account. Uh, I'm on Twitter, so. Um, but I will warn you, my posts on Twitter are not just Beatles. I do have a Beatles-only account called Beatles News Desk, and that's only Beatles. But uh, my personal Twitter account has all sorts of stuff. By the way, you can get a hold of the show uh, uh, on our Twitter account at Things We Said Fab, and you can you can hear the show on Podbean, on iTunes, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. We're all over YouTube, actually. Wow, all over the place. Yes, I got to take, take notes on all this stuff because I. There you go. There will be a yeah. quiz. Yes, yeah. there will. There will be. Steve, will drop be. me an email. Don't do it on Facebook. Send me an email. Tell me all this stuff. Okay, I will. And Mr. Sussman. Facebook, Al Sussman, uh, on Twitter at ASUSS49 uh, or through Beatle Fan Magazine, www. 
uh, Beetlefan.com or uh, Parading Press, www.paradingpress.com for uh, uh, Change in Times, 101 Days that Shaped a Generation. And uh, Mark, before you, before you leave, actually, I just I was reminded I was going <laughs> to, even though Steve's not going to like this, you have actually a positive Donald Trump story. <coughs> oh, no. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, I, I, I spilled some uh, four years worth of. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we first started out in the Commodore Hotel, 1974, mm-hmm. New York. Did right. it again in '75. Booked it for '76, and we couldn't do it in '76 because Donald Trump bought his first hotel. He bought the Commodore Hotel. He completely ripped it, stripped it down to the just the basic outlines. Uh, and redid it to a beautiful, gorgeous hotel, which we used at our 50th anniversary show in three years ago in New York <laughs> at the Grand Hyatt. But when he, I'm told when he toured the, the building, he decided when he saw the ballroom, the, the foyer in the ballroom, it was so, uh, what's the word? In, uh, not, it's a, ornate. Ornate, that he left it just the way it was 100 years ago. Right. And um, mm. that's mm. the whole story. It's I, I didn't see him there. I didn't uh, meet him over there. So, oh, I thought you were going to say he showed up at a fest. <laughs> no, but, it, but it's true. But he's when, a big uh, Beatles fan. He, he listens to Breakfast of the Beatles with Ken Dashow on Sunday mornings. Probably still does now because he's uh, he's not really busy doing what he's supposed to be doing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you just pissed off a whole. Well, no, he can't. Now. <laughs> no, no, come on. He's making Saturday Night Live great again. There we go. Yeah. There we it go. Sure is. He's giving them a flood of material. Yeah. He is. Yes. But it's but it is true because when when I went to the Grand Hyatt. Uh, the day before the the fest in 2014, and when we went up to that level, the the ballroom level, it was like 1974. Just exactly, it wasn't changed one end, one no, nope, nothing, not at all. He painted it and made it cleaner, but it was yeah. only that part. You walk in the ballroom, there's no balcony anymore. Right, it's the ball it's a, it's, a, it's the same shape, but no balcony. And, yeah. and my, the whole place was completely redone except that area. Which is very cool. Okay. Okay, and you can contact all of us at things we said today radio show at gmail.com. Um, we answer each of us, I think, some of the some of the email we get. Um, we're happy to get suggestions, comments, whatever you have to say. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, the at symbol things we said fab. And we have a Facebook page, Things We Said Today. Beatles radio fans. I'm Alan Cozen. You can find me on Facebook at either Alan Cozen or Alan Cozen Remixed. And for my colleagues, Ken Michael, Steve Marinucci, Al Sussman, and our guest, Mark Lapidos, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.